The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, Jaylen Nye. Andrew. Gross, do you want to completely switch gears? Yes, I do. Here's another story that I saw today. I sent it to you. I, I hope you had a chance to read it. But if not, it's not that complicated. But it's a story that I read and then went, another one. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, ran it by my wife, as I often do. And she had the same reaction. I don't know how I feel about this. It's a new concept, and it's come to Calgary, so it's here in Alberta, and it's looking to expand across mm-hmm. Calgary, but it will eventually span, expand, I'm mm-hmm. sure, to Edmonton. If you're like me, you've, you, you know, once you've used uh, Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, those sort of things, the convenience, the cost, and, and all of that, it becomes quite addictive, and you use it quite often um, to have your favorite foods delivered, particularly late at night. Oftentimes, a restaurant is only open for delivery, or, or what have you, and it's just, you know, I've even, I've even toyed with the idea of having coffee delivered, but I just can't bring myself <laughs> to pay the expense. But there's something new in Calgary called a ghost kitchen, uh-huh. and and in a nutshell, this is what a ghost kitchen is. So, I want you to picture um, a strip mall or a small retail outlet in in in, a, in an industrial park or somewhere where you wouldn't expect a restaurant to be located. And the reason, by the way, ghost kitchens uh, locate there is because the rent's far cheaper Uh uh, for a restaurant to succeed. Of course, they have to be in a high traffic area, right? And for them to succeed late at night, they have to be in a high traffic area that gets traffic at night. But if you're just a kitchen, you don't. You can pay a cheaper amount of rent and just be a kitchen somewhere. So what this uh, fellow, who, by the way, his uh, experience is not in restaurateuring, is that a word? At all. It's in insurance, so he's a businessman. He's opened a ghost kitchen. And what happens is he signed up these restaurants, and there could be burger joints and pizza joints and Indian food and whatever you like. And in this particular location that he's opened, he has 12 restaurants. So obviously there isn't 12 restaurants in, in the small location. But what he does have is cooks or chefs that are able to cook the items on the menu for delivery from 12 restaurants. So picture now just one kitchen that could be a pizza place, an Indian food, a burger place, all combined into one. And you have a set of cooks or chefs that are familiar with the menus of all these restaurants. Now you go on Uber Eats or you go on Skip the Dishes and you order whatever you think about folks what you ordered last from Skip the Dishes. In my case, it was a pizza uh, from Piper's. Uh, in yours, it might have been uh, um, some burgers from wherever, right? Or chicken, perhaps, right? What if you were to discover that they all came from the same kitchen? So what this business does is they make an arrangement with the restaurants and they say, you go ahead, close. We'll take over your Uber Eats and skip the dishes traffic. Are you sure? Are we positive that there was an arrangement with the restaurants? Yes, yes. So the restaurants sort of relinquish Because control. in the restaurant, I'm I, sorry, I'm just yep. thinking, because the restaurant is then, if I'm ordering from the restaurant, I'm expecting to get from the restaurant, not from some rando guy in a ghost kitchen somewhere who may or may not know how to do my favorite deep fried chicken. Right. So the deal is this, that... Um, it's a legitimate business with a business license. It's inspected by Alberta Health, as would any restaurant be. Um, you ha- they have to have a visual, I-, I can't recall the term, but visually the customer must know where it came from. So when it arrives, it will have whatever pizza place or burger joint. But it's not coming from that place. But it will say on some 
piece of information like a warning on a cigarette pack that this was prepared by ABC Company, which is the ghost chicken or ghost kitchen, ghost chicken. Now I'm thinking about chicken. Mm -hmm. It's all that pulled chicken we had down there. Um, so how do you feel about that? I mean, the I, restaurant I, I, has entrusted them yeah, to cook their food. I, I'm actually really quite surprised that restaurants are doing this. I, I really am, given the the number of restaurants, folks that I have talked to who really don't like Skip the Dishes or Uber Eats, who actually hate working with them, absolutely hate working with them. I'm really surprised, that, and I think I might be a little disappointed that, um, you know, my favorite late-night eating spot was turning it over to someone other than the cooks at the restaurant that I would go to normally. That's how I feel. That, yeah. that's, my, that's my original gut feeling. I feel like I'm having the, you know, the, the hood pulled over, you know, the mask pulled over my eyes a little bit on it. I, and see, I don't know how to, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm back and forth on it because if my favorite pizza place, would I rather that my favorite pizza place closed at 10 and I simply can't get pizza from them and and or would I prefer that somebody else in the name of my favorite restaurant cooked the pizza and delivered it to me provided the food tasted the same do I care which kitchen yeah. it came from yeah. and this guy says since opening and he only just recently opened he's slammed so he's looking at and restaurants are jumping to the opportunity they don't have to pay staff they don't have to keep the chefs they don't have to keep the lights on they can close early what kind of cut are the restaurants getting i don't know what the arrangement is financially but there is a financial arrangement oh there would have to be oh absolutely and but I, apparently the restaurants make more on delivering out of the ghost kitchens because they for that reason that this guy doesn't pay as much in rent for his location he has one or how many ever chefs he has cooking for 12 restaurants so it's like 12 restaurants are sharing uh, a line you know a line of cooks so everybody makes a little more money the consumer gets the food they want late into the night he says that he's going to open one up and maybe he's dreaming. He says he's going to open one up in Calgary every five or six blocks. He says that they're going to look at specific neighborhoods. So they're going to do it by neighborhood mm -hmm. and say, in this neighborhood, these are the 12 restaurants that are the most popular. And he's going to talk to them and get them to sign up. Here's part of it. If the restaurants have agreed to it and the food quality is the exact same and the taste is the exact same. Comes in same, the same box or bag. Same, you know, the food quality is the exact same. I guess, well, yeah. I have never, uh, let me tell you this. We have ordered, uh, I think, Skip or Uber a couple of, Uber Eats a couple of times. Um, and I've not been a big fan of it because, honestly, by the time it gets to my house, it's either soggy or it's cold. It's not hot, right? So we tend not to do it a lot. Um, and it, that's in part because of where we, where we live. But I'm just... Uh, I know. It's crazy, eh? But good on him. Hey, you know what? If it's a, it's a working business model for him and it's legit with the other restaurants, then, hey, he found a, he found a niche and he's capitalizing on it. And isn't that what, you know, business is about? Sure. And I mean, when you think about a concept like this and somebody just said it, hey, no, if I order from BP's, I want BP's to cook it. BP's probably will. The big chains, the big restaurants are able to afford to stay open. They have enough walk-in business. They have enough delivery business. This is more like the ma and small little restaurant that really just can't afford to stay open yeah. or doesn't get the traffic. I'll, I'll, yeah, it would be, I'd, I'd like to see the list of uh, the restaurants too to see 
um, who they are and what they're doing is, you know, is it, <laughs> is it your Montana's? Is it your, you know, Burger King? Is yeah. it your McDonald's? No, I guess McDonald's is open 24 hours. So you don't need to do that. But Now, I know that uh, some restaurants, and here's the other thing, people are pointing out, well, wait a minute, what if I've got a problem with my order, right? Yeah. So that's fine. This though, because... doesn't taste like Boston pizza pizza. <laughs> but you it know should. Why? It should. You know why? Because it wasn't made at Boston pizza. Yeah. Although, you know, we shouldn't keep saying Boston pizza because they're, they're probably it, never going to sign up for this. Um but when you complain about a food order, it's Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes that you're complaining to, typically. You don't complain to the restaurant. You go back to them and say it was cold or it was this or it was that, right? And they handle the complaint for you. In fact, I recommend it. If there legitimately is a problem, they will knock five bucks off without even blinking. If you want more, you have to argue with them a little bit or, or negotiate. But any complaint gets five bucks off. I, I guess, you know, how big are the menu? Are, if, if the menu is from, from all these 12, are you are you able to cook everything that's on that menu from each of these restaurants? Well, again, no. So, so select items. Select items, but that's the decision of the restaurant. But that's already the case with the restaurant. If you look at the full menu of any restaurant um, and then look at what they're willing to deliver on Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes, they're different. Uh, even with the big chains like Boston Pizza, if you go to order for delivery, they'll tell you some items are not available for delivery. The reason is they feel they can't maintain the quality mm. if it gets delivered, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 want my rest, I want my restaurant to be making it. You know, if there, if I love that restaurant that much, excuse me, to, um, to, to order it from, uh, you know, late at night, then I think, yeah... But good on them. Good I know. Them. See, but here's where I, I sort of, you know, and then we can move on. But here's where I sort of waffle back and forth. So I like, I'm like you. There's a pizza place that I like that I would like to think that the pizza's coming from that place. But to be honest with you, I don't know that the same guy makes the pizza every night. I mean, I don't know the name of the chef. Like, is it Bob? Oh, I know, but they have standards at that place. Right. And so I would assume that when you enter into this business relationship with the ghost kitchen, mm. that the ghost kitchen agrees to maintain those exact mm. same standards because they're representing the company. Mm. I mean, yeah. It's just one of those things where it feels like something's wrong with this, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't quite put my finger on what it is. <laughs> if the food arrives, it's hot and on time and tastes good. Why do I care where it came from or who cooked it? As long as they're able to nail that recipe the same as my favorite restaurant does. I don't know. It's a weird one, hey? I'll have to. Well, I was going to say I'll have to try it. I can't try it unless I'm in Calgary. And right now you can't try it unless mm. you, to be honest with you, like pretty obscure food. Because the people that they've signed up in the first place, I looked at the list. Um, it's a lot of places that I typically would not order from mm. because I'm not into, you know, I'm not adventurous. <laughs> it's it's a lot of ethnic hey, food. We and... managed to get Andrew to eat jerk chicken this week. I quite liked it. It's very good. <laughs> I did. Love jerk chicken. And you know what? We were going to prepare some at home. Uh, had it not been for security at the Calgary airport. And perhaps we should just let little stories go as the afternoon goes on. My, yeah, we, we checked in our 61 guests into Montego Bay uh, to the airport. And once through security, um, we were able to purchase all kinds of things uh, like jerk chicken sauce mm -hmm. uh, in bottles that were more than 100 milliliters. But the mm -hmm. thing is, you're already through security, right? But when you land in Calgary and switch <laughs> planes, apparently Calgary prefers that you leave the secured area. Because you have to do customs. You come out of right. the, the customs back into an unsecured area. And you have to walk all through the airport it's back gone, through security so. where they then identify that these bottles are too big to be brought on an aircraft. They were already on an aircraft. Here's the deal. Yes. My husband mm -hmm. makes incredible jerk chicken. Does he? 
He does. It's one of my favorite recipes of his. And he makes a fabulous jerk chicken pasta. He makes great jerk chicken. You'll have to come over and have some of Jim's All jerk right. chicken. Well, Carol was really looking forward I to it. I know. Did you happen to see how much I lit up security at the oh, Calgary yeah. Airport? I was walking by. I'm just like, I'm going to keep walking. They, they, it's <laughs> just short of strip search, you be. <laughs> they were pulling things out of my pockets, my bag, my everything was laid out. They were asking me lots of questions. All because of that jerk chicken, which, by the way, I didn't buy. My wife, apparently at some point, hey. slipped it into my hey, carry-on. Dude. It was you last year. Uh, that's true. It was you last year. It was Carol's turn this year. I suppose. It's 2.47. Well, there you go. Hey, um, quickie for you, if you like, or, or where would you like to go? I'm, I'm, you know what? You run. You run. Go long. I'll throw. You want me to run? No, no. I ran once this week. Figuratively. <laughs> run with the story, and I'll hit you in the end zone. Oh, <laughs> uh, just go. Okay. All right. Uh, I just want to uh, bring... the next one. I, I want to bring your attention, all of you, to this theft from the Kalmar uh, Fire Hall, uh, because I'm hoping that somebody can uh, lead RCMP to the culprits. There's thieves that broke into the Kalmar Fire Hall. They made away with over $100,000 worth of equipment, uh, not the least of which was uh, a set of jaws of life and oftentimes these uh, fire halls in areas like Kalmar I've certainly gone out and entertained at them they're typically volunteer fire yep. departments they do a lot of fundraising throughout the year in order to have that yep. equipment available and keeping in mind uh, not that I have to convince you but I will uh, keeping in mind that these volunteer fire departments in these small towns um, don't just service the town they service the highway and surrounding area and for those of us that are driving in the night down secondary highways it gives us some amount of peace of mind to know that there is a volunteer fire department yep. somewhere nearby that Absolutely. can come when we need them so um somebody has broken in a pair of individuals uh driving a stolen car broke in uh between 2 30 a.m and 2 53 a.m um when was that uh on saturday and i i i would guess that they wanted the jaws of life my suspicion would be, because those things can rip through anything, that you'll probably see some ATM-type uh, thefts down the road in areas around Kalmar or possibly somewhere else, um, because they're good for that. They're good for breaking open store door, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, retail outlets uh, for grabbing ATMs and that kind of thing. They had a purpose behind them. They knew, I think, what they were going in to get, and they got it. Uh, they also got some of these inflatables that lift up heavy objects and that kind of thing. I don't know that they would have any success in reselling the equipment because nobody in their right mind who can use that equipment properly would buy equipment from a couple of guys in a <laughs> stolen truck. But uh, if you know anything about it at all, Crime Stoppers, call the RCMP. Uh, the suspects were driving a Mitsubishi Eclipse. Uh, Mounties have since determined that was stolen from Mayor Thorpe back on uh, January 20th. Hey, guys, stop stealing emergency service equipment. Yeah. Like, you know what? The, what do you think? Don't. Yeah. Don't. I know. Don't be a... Exactly. There. Took almost less than an hour to get to the first don't be a dink story. But really, don't be a dink. You know, nobody got hurt or anything, but somebody could get be dramatically well, hurt as a result of not right. having that equipment available to the firefighters. And these are men and women who volunteer their time, uh -huh. right, um, to, you know, ensure your safety in Kalmar and the area surrounding and all across Canada, really, volunteer fire departments. And a couple of jerks break in and steal their equipment. If you know anything about it at all, phone the RCMP or Crime Stoppers.
Um, John says a simple solution to taking over 100 milliliters in hand luggage. It has to go into a tamper-proof bag issued at the airport where you buy it. The receipt has to be sealed in. I bought a $250 bottle of cognac through Vancouver Airport from UK that way. Yeah, but you know what? So that's who's buying the yeah, expensive stuff. A number of our guests told us we had a, we had some real issues with security in Calgary. 61 of us late an hour and some late from Jamaica trying to catch a flight that was boarding already and security was stopping people with sealed bags that Mm -hmm. they had gotten from duty free Mm -hmm. with the receipt inside Mm -hmm. and they were inspecting them one at a time we have no idea why maybe there was heightened security I don't want to you know just suggest I don't think they were trying to be jerks but they were really taking their time it took a long time yeah and one of the passengers whose dad uh, had to be transported in a wheelchair they spent 15 to 20 minutes inspecting the wheelchair. It wasn't his wheelchair. It was the airport's, it was the airport's wheelchair. wheelchair. So they get off the flight. Here's your wheelchair. He gets the security and they're yeah. Yeah. Delaying him for 15 or 20 mm-hmm. minutes. And I was sitting in row 1 waiting for that. We did a quick head count. Pretty but we knew who we were missing. We were pretty sure all yep. bodies were on board. We were missing them. And I kept looking to that door and you know the gate well, agent was were, there. I would, yeah, no, that wasn't gonna happen. I mean they they delayed the flight for us. Right. Let's be real. I was well they did. Uh, but at one point they did tell his daughter, listen, at some point we're gonna have to close the door. Yeah, well then then get on with your inspection of right. your airport wheelchair. I know, but although one's the airline and one's uh. you know, security. They're two different uh, entities. But I was thinking, do I jump off the plane and cause a can I delay for three minutes? On that front, can I just say you know, the entire um, you know, when you know traveling and having to pay for bags and that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and more and more people are just traveling with carry-ons now. Um, in the security line yesterday, we're behind a family of, I don't know, six, and I swear each of them had two or three bags. Oh, I know. It was all of the, it, it, it was, yeah. it was, it was absolutely unreal. That's what, that's what you're going to see more and more of as, as the airlines know, charge. Yep. And, and I get why people are doing, cause you know, it, it adds up, but boy, come on, get done, get, get it done right. Make <laughs> yeah. sure you know what you're doing. If you're going to do it that way, mm-hmm. pull it all rules. out of the bag. Know the rules, what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sit there slowly undressing. That was the, and you know, here's the other thing, the security guy. So there was crew line, mm-hmm. there was priority line, and there was regular line, and then I don't know what the other line was. Um, we got behind this guy. We're, we're, we had plus seats, so it's priority line. I asked at the beginning of the line, is this, if I'm plus, can I go in this line? Yes. And my idea was to get ahead of the group so I could get to the plane to try and delay them because we were so late, right? Um, the priority guy, I don't know if he was asleep, he was a mannequin. I don't know Here's what he thing. was. Our luggage was the last off. We were the first ones off, and the luggage was the last one off, so I can't, we, we got everyone collected up on the yeah. back end, all that sort of stuff. I ended up being the first one on the plane because we ended up going through the Trusted <laughs> Travelers line, right? Because right, we could do Nexus, that. Right, yeah, yeah. Because we could go through that. Well, that's what the other line was. It was Trusted Travelers, yeah, right? right? So we could go through that, and... Uh, yeah, and you guys were still dealing with security by the time I was through. I was the last person to leave there with the luggage. And they, the one Crazy. Th- I know. The one thing the guy told me with this liquid I had, that if I wanted to, I could pour enough out that it came in under 100 milliliters, but I would have to go to the end of the line and go through security again. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.